Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire. If you're a coach who's ready to impact more lives, make more money, and create a life you love, you're in exactly the right place. Get the support you deserve as a female entrepreneur, master your coaching skills, grow your ideal business, and to honor your priorities in your personal life. Are you in? Let's get started with your host, best-selling author and master life and business coach, Molly Claire. Hey coach, get ready for an incredible interview. Rita Berry is the secret weapon behind some pretty big successful businesses. She is all about the data in Facebook marketing. She is all about traffic marketing. And the ironic thing is on this podcast, we're actually talking more about the value of relationship marketing, which is really primarily how Rita has built her business. While she is incredibly skilled at Facebook ads and helping people to really expand with lead generation, Rita herself is all about having the best connections with people in her business that allow her to continue to expand. I was referred to Rita by Mark Butler, who is so good at what he does, such a good person. And I've just found that the more people you invite into your life who are aligned with your values, your mission, and who are really trying to improve the world, the more people you will connect with that are also connected with them. So that's the topic of today's podcast. I am just back after quite a break over the holidays. I've missed being here with all of you. And get ready because we have got some great stuff ahead this year. I've got some great interviews, some great content, and I am more focused than ever on helping you to be able to lead your coaching business with phenomenal service to your clients. I am more interested than ever in helping you to create a business that supports your ideal life and aligns with your values and priorities. And finally, I am focused on helping you to have the simplicity in your business that you are craving so that the way you run your business aligns with who you are and the easiest way for you to succeed. All right, coaches, let's get started. Okay, Rita, I am so excited to have you here. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Molly. It's exciting to be here on being recorded on the podcast. (laughs) So fun. So of course, Rita, I found you several years ago when we were working in the coaching collective, looking to expand traffic, really dial in our Facebook ads. And of course you were just like the very top, like best of the best recommendation that we got. And (laughs) fortunately, not only are you great at what you do, but you're just a good human, right? Who builds a business with integrity. So I try, I try. try. (laughs) That's the goal, right? (laughs) So I love that we're connected. And I know all of you listening are just going to, to love Rita and everything that she has to say. So first, just tell the people, who are you? What do you do? Why do you love it? Uh, Well, I'm Rita Berry and I have a customer acquisition agency. So we basically help coaches, consultants, people with group programs, courses, things of that nature, uh, kind of those leveraged digital assets. We just help them find customers. And so we really are kind of that front end piece where for some businesses, we take over 80 to 90% of their cut, like finding their customers for them. So all of that awareness 
front end stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's what we do. So that's Mm -hmm. like funnels, social ads. So the Facebook ads that you mentioned, and then also funnels, copywriting, all of the things. And and just the overall marketing strategy, I think, and consulting that goes into that, because that's so often Mm -hmm. Facebook ads don't just work by themselves. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. there's a whole whole kind of ecosystem that you need to build around that. So we help customers or long-term clients do all of that stuff. Yeah. This is a little bit of a side note, but I think one worth mentioning is that the things you're talking about that you do for your clients is a huge mystery to most coaches and consultants. It's like this black hole of like never ending problems to be solved. And for you, it's so clear and easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the why I love what I do. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Which I just, I think is worth mentioning because, you know, all of you listening, many of you come to this work because you love coaching and then you have to figure out the marketing piece of it. And there's the space to figure things out. And there's also the space to hire and rely on experts, right? And this is why this is a little bit of a side note, but something I want to mention to those of you listening is that I love a conversation that you and I had, Rita, at at one point where you were saying, wow, I realized I can do what is easy for me, right? It can be easy. It doesn't have to be that hard. And I can be super successful financially with it because it's filling a gap for someone else. And I think sometimes we think that what we're doing has to be really hard, but it actually doesn't when we lean into what we're great at. It is. And it's it's a weird, like, it was one of the, I think the, the up level kind of business issues, thought mm. problems that I was having was mm. that, and it, it was definitely not something that you, I noticed in the beginning because everything felt really hard. As anyone knows who's building a business, all of it <laughs> <Right>. feels hard, <laughs> right? Right. And so once you get to a place where some of it is feeling easy and then you're also being paid better than you've been paid before, the business is bigger than it's been before. That was kind of my next like growth problem was that it really, it felt very strange and really uncomfortable to be paid well to do something that literally I would do for free. And that was very easy for me, right? Just as a person. So, and outside of just natural aptitudes, but then also 15 years of experience doing it, right? Like all of those things we disregard when we're charging people, you know, I didn't wake up today and have these skills, right? Like 15 years worth of time, if I were to add up all of that learning and experience is extraordinary, like versus everyone's hours of coaching, right? It's really easy to just dismiss all of that stuff. And that was, that was the work of last year was Mm -hmm. just, it's easier than it's ever been. And that also can be okay. Right. And as long as I'm still learning and challenging myself, that's what's really important to me, but it can still be easy and that's, that's okay. And that was a really a hard thing to reconcile with. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I love that. And I, I bring it up because I feel like this last year, I was just like on the cusp of realizing that, you know, we talked about my program, Create Your Killer Program, where I'm like, it's so easy for me to do that with my clients. Like I see it, it it doesn't take much time or effort and it's so helpful for them. Like it solves this mystery that can keep them so stuck. And it is a weird thing to experience something being so easy and simple for you and realizing that it's a, a ton of value to someone else. Completely. And the time savings for them, like to have a a conversation with someone and you see it in like five minutes, they could spend years trying to solve this problem that literally you can see in five minutes. And, and that, that is just, it takes a while to like appreciate that that is incredibly valuable because now as a business owner, 
I will pay for a person's five minutes of experience so I can save myself multiple years of trial and error. And I never would have done that before, but now I can also pay for that. And so it's also helping me see that other people can pay for what my five minutes is. Right. Uh, So yeah, it it all comes around. (laughs) Yes. It hasn't been easy for sure. So, so those of you listening right now, two big things to take away from this one is that it is definitely worth it to outsource for something you are stuck on. If someone else can solve your problem really quickly and easily. And the Mm -hmm. other piece of this is you listening, you have something like this. Maybe you have an idea of what it is. Maybe you haven't discovered it yet, but how fun and how cool to think that a superpower that you have, a skill you have that is easy and fun for you is highly valuable to someone else. Just planting Mm -hmm. that seed, right? And then there, and then like you said, Rita, there's the place of then kind of accepting that that could be possible and true and, and that this thing okay. that's easy is valuable. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also going back and looking at it objectively, like like quite literally tens of thousands of dollars, probably hundreds of thousands actually at this point worth of education, right? Like just enriching my own brain and then 15 years worth of experience mm-hmm. doing this, right? Like just the actual time and money invested in what has then become like the formation of my brain and how I think about things and the trends and patterns you can see. And then of course, all of the documentation and things you record as you're doing all of that, that is incredibly valuable. And I was always dismissing that thinking of, no, it's just my physical time right now, right? That that's the value that I was placing. And, and it just, it just took a long time to appreciate all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're incredibly good at what you do. And I know for you, numbers and statistics, getting down to the nitty gritty of what is working and what isn't and tracking it is a big part of what makes you great at what you do. Yeah? I think so. (laughs) It is. Well, also, it's kind of how you mentioned before about the demystification and how magical marketing seems when you're first getting started. And I still remember thinking like, how on earth, you know, where, where do all these people come from and how do you find them? And like, you just put up a website. Back in like 20, 2008, I think when my first website went up, I'm like, do people just magically come here? <laughs> like, right? Just show up. All of these things. <laughs> and and so the, the love of numbers and analytics, and it's just part of my personality profile for anyone who does not like that. If anyone's familiar with like Colby profiles and things, I'm like a high fact finder, all very analytical, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so no one should ever beat themselves up for not being that person because that's just how I came out, right? Yeah. And, and so the I love digging into all of those pieces and really everyone's business, right? Big, small, just getting started or like incredibly eight figure plus is just a combination of different marketing stages. And you can measure how all of them are doing in a really simple way and figure out which part isn't working. And then we just attend to the part that isn't working, right? And so it actually can be that simple. And it's just really hard because when you're new, you can't see trends because you you don't have the data or the experience to see the trends. And then you also don't have the frameworks and models in your brain to be able to put that information into those framework and models and see what, where the deficits are. And so having, you know, having someone else help you do that can be really helpful. Or also knowing that that's what you need to be looking for is like, what are the frameworks? How should this work? And then how is mine working? And then looking at it objectively. So I'm just really good at seeing that stuff. Yeah. 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 
And and I hear you saying like, first of all, right, not everyone is going to be like, I don't like using spreadsheets. I will use spreadsheets, but I just, it's, it's, it's not my space of happiness. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Nor should it be. If the and world was just filled with spreadsheet people, right. that would not be interesting. What else? <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's that. And also remembering that for those of you listening that are just figuring this out, of course, you have no idea what you're doing because you've never done it before. And if it were easy to have it figured out and know it, then everyone's business would be, you know, off the charts succeeding. And so it's mm-hmm. you got to have, give yourself a little bit of space and grace and time and all of it. And every single yeah. week I encounter something where I'm like, huh, I wonder, right? Like, because there's always a problem you come up against where you have to think of novel solutions to what the problems sure. are. And, and so, yeah, there's no one's got it all figured out, right? Yeah. You know, and even, and the people that do, I'm always very suspicious of when they're like, we can figure out any marketing problem. I'm like, I will never stop trying to figure out a marketing problem. But, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's limitations on figuring out some problems. There's some time, yes. there's money. There's a lot of different things that impact how long yes. you can spend <laughs> figuring something out. Nobody just comes out of like to be a business owner and all of a sudden has no. all these answers. No. And I think that's part of why you're so good at what you do, because you do have that open curiosity, right? That self, uh, that sense of like, I don't know if I want to say humility or just like a sense of reality that, right? That like, there's always more to learn. There's always something that might challenge me. I'm going to keep working at it, but there's always. That's the growth edge, right? Like, and that's the the thing that I didn't realize was so, I like to win, right? Like I'm very much kind of Mm -hmm. wired that way where I enjoy achievement and things of that nature. But the what I realized more that was baked into the achievement was that I love solving a good challenge, mm. right? Like I love figuring it out. I love sitting with something that other people couldn't be bothered with. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's just mm-hmm. something about it. I'm like, I've always loved the love underdog. It. I've always loved those sorts of things. So, you know, something that's cast aside, I'm like, let me figure this out. And I just get a lot of like personal motivation and in mm-hmm. all of the things, right? Those are all where the good vibes come from is just figuring stuff out. And like the the pursuit of mastery, not necessarily mm-hmm. the mastery. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's just fortunate that that's the way that my brain came out. And that yeah. also understanding that that's how it worked. Cause that yeah. obviously I, I didn't I didn't get that right away. And right, so right. if something's boring, that's not usually gonna hold my attention. So this is a very challenging, yeah, changing type of industry. And it's kind of perfect for what I like to do. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So ironically, maybe what you really do is help people with paid ads, right? Paid marketing and and that piece of building a business. But what we're talking about today is more relationship building and marketing, right? Relationship marketing and yeah. the connections that we make in our business. And we wanted to talk about this because, well, first of all, back up a little bit and say this is relationships and connections, I I kind of refer to it sometimes as a strategic referral business. So sometimes we think of referral businesses, oh, just like my neighbors just come to me and refer, right? And yet I think by proactively connecting with people and not just any people, right? But proactively connecting with people who are in alignment with your values, who align with your mission in your business, like connecting with other good people who are also wanting to expand and grow the work you do, I think is is potentially the most 
I can say for me, it's been the most beneficial. And I think it's a very sustainable way of continuing to expand your business. And that's really what we're talking about today, right? Is relationship marketing in relation to your business. And nobody ever talks about it because everyone talks about because essentially like what I do is traffic marketing, right? So once everyone's got the business set up, we come in and like we fill it right? Like someone's built, built the systems and we're putting people into it. And that's not how we grow the agency at all. Right. Right. It's exactly the opposite. And most folks, like there's very few conversations that people have about traffic marketing versus relationship marketing. People just say marketing. Right. And so relationship marketing just gets like shuffled under the rug. Nobody talks about it. And when you realize it's actually a thing that you can do on purpose, and also like not in a sleazy networky kind of way, yeah. Yes. right? That you can actually yes. just show up like a good human that you are, hang out with other cool people that you like and yes. actually really amazing things happen. You just have to be a little bit purposeful about it. That literally like changed my business. Like yes. quite literally, that is like yes. <laughs> the only reason that that there is a business, honestly, that's worth talking about. Yeah. 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 And I think because the way I found out about you, Rita, was I was working with Mark Butler And right, we were going over the numbers and the stuff. And he's like, I think you're ready for Rita, right? I didn't see a Facebook ad for Rita Berry. Because you probably won't. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I was referred to you by someone else who I had a connection with because of someone else. And I think it's worth reiterating and pointing out that I think sometimes we can, even putting the word relationship and marketing together can seem like, ooh, that's really bad. Because is it a relationship? Using people, yeah. Yeah, but it's, exactly. it's really not, right? Like I think about everyone listening right now, I I guarantee that you can think of, you know, 10 different people right off the bat who might actually love to know about what you do because they have people that could also benefit from it, right? And, and, and the opposite is also true. And th- so I think that, well, and I'll back up a little bit and say like in, when I help coaches with creating their killer program, the next step for them is, okay, now we're going to do the 10K Accelerator Method. Let's start to expand your business. And it is all about strategically connecting with the right people, not because we're using people, but because we all work together to, to create great services for people that need the services. Exactly. Right. right? Like, and, and I'd only ever heard or, you know, pre-business Rita did not know anything about networking outside of the sleazy idea you have of networking of, you know, everyone goes into a room with their name tags and all of that kind of stuff and everyone just pitching each other. That's what I thought it was. And, you know, it was very accidental, right? Mark Butler, one of the most like lovely humans that I've encountered on this planet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like running into people like that, like, cause Mark was, was like one of those people, like in my network where it's like, I met him. I had never met him before. I didn't purposely be like, Mark Butler, I'm going to go meet him and we're going to be friends and we're going to do all this. It was like, I'm going to show up in a place where other cool people that have similar values to me that are in the online business space, right? Like, because, and I like talking about business. It's not like going to hunt for people. You're like, I just like it about business. And a lot of people in my, you know, 3D real life, right? Close to me are not online business owners, right? So there's like, it's nice to have that outlet for discussion. Mm-hmm. And I would just like pick really small, like groups of people. Cause I don't like huge conferences. I, that mm-hmm. is very overwhelming for me. I'll just stay in my hotel room all day. And so I was like, how do I just get out and meet more people that are cool and that I like, and that I think I might like, and then nothing bad can happen with that. You just meet other cool people that enrich your life. And that was really the beginning of it. And then you start to 
you know, it, it, you know, you get connected with people and some of them aren't always like a client fit, but that's not really what you're looking for. You're really just looking to show up and be of service and meet cool people and then good things happen. That's right. That's right. And I know what I found is typically when I connect with someone like Mark, he's always going to refer people like you. When I'm working with someone like you, you're, I mean, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head, I might get some of them wrong, but I know there have been many professionals you've connected me with, right? And they're always high quality. They're in line with exactly what I want. I want all of you listening to think about really expanding your idea of what building a high quality, sustainable business can look like for you. Because certainly there are things that we do to ensure that our business is sustainable, right? Like we want to have a list. We want to have some foundational things in place to allow it to grow. And truly the relationships and connections and the way that we serve and are of service is a huge part of making a business sustainable. And some of the relationship stuff happens, I would say most of the relationship stuff happens faster, right? Yes. Because like a lot of those foundational pieces, like when we're making sure that we have a list and we like, we're, we're actually nurturing that list and all of those other marketing pieces are, I mean, there will obviously be some people that might, you, the, the folks that are really ready that might jump on, but like the relationship pieces, because just as you said, if you're having a conversation with a person and you're like, I'm looking for this, you're actually looking for that right? That's like someone saying, I'm looking for a life coach. And someone's like, I know one, (laughs) right? They're actively in market hunting for that. Those are the easiest discovery calls that you have because the people just want to make sure they jive with you and then you're good to go. And like you mentioned, if you're in those networks with people, chances are everybody has a very similar work ethic, a very similar level of product quality that they find acceptable, right? Like that's because I'm not going to refer somebody, you know, to somebody who has really poor clients. So even if the product is amazing, if they have really, like I follow up, right. Is there mm-hmm. like, is there anything that you, when you were working with this person that, that I should know and, and things like that. And everybody does that if they care mm-hmm. about their network, right. They're making sure that they're only referring people that are really doing a lovely job and taking care of their people because yeah. I don't want to send you to somebody who doesn't treat you nicely and doesn't do a good job for you. Like, that's not cool. (laughs) So yeah, so it is. And it like, it does, it just happens so much faster. Like all of a sudden you talk to someone and then a week later you have a new client, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing. So I want to ask you, because I don't know, I don't know how you would describe yourself, but I know that you said you're not really like into like a big room full of people. I don't think you want to be like the biggest, loudest person on the stage. Never. Right. So I don't no. know if you, and I, I wouldn't say you're shy though, but I don't know, shy, introverted, prefer a smaller group. How would you describe yourself? In I think it might be the ambivert person because mm-hmm. I used to strongly identify as being introverted. A lot of it was just, I was really worried what other people would say, yeah. right? So a lot of it was like, especially as a younger person, like a teenager, like all the teenagers, I feel for all of you, <laughs> like all of the teenager, young 20 people, right? Like when you're in that really fragile state of being like so aware of everybody's mm-hmm. thoughts and opinions about you, I carried that for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So so a lot of it was probably just self-protection, mm-hmm. right? And like just doing that. And so then I strongly identified as an introvert, I think because of that, without digging mm-hmm. too much into it. And then I found life coaching, right? Like when I was in my thirties and things. So like, it has like greatly transformed my own brain and Mm -hmm. my own life. 
and given me a lot of awareness of that is that I truly love people. I love relationships. Mm -hmm. I have a small agency that works with people really deeply rather than like, because there's some agencies that have a hundred clients, right? And that's not my model. I like to know the business. I like to know the owner, like we're in it, right? Intrusively. So we're in it. Mm -hmm. And, and so I do love that. And I love talking with people, I love getting to know people and seeing what they're all about. And you know, but I just, I, I also need breaks. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, I, I like time by myself to recharge and things of that nature. So it was, mm-hmm. it was interesting kind of seeing what that flow was because I thought just, yeah. you know, because I do get more energy from being by myself, but then also I've had some amazing conversations with people, like lots of conversations where I was like that the conversation gave me a lot of energy. So mm-hmm. yeah. probably firmly in the middle, but I'm definitely yeah. not someone who requires the attention of others right, to, right. to do my work or, you know, for, truly like learn, like the mastery of it is its own reward for me doing mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And like seeing that we mm-hmm. solved that problem is just so gratifying yeah. that, you know, it's nice when people say nice things, but truly like if I'm alone in a room and I solve something really complex mm-hmm. and we figured it out. I'm just as happy, mm. right? <laughs> like so mm-hmm. so there is there's a lot of places that I get kind of that affirmation, but yeah, yeah I'm not going to be yeah. the loudest one yeah. in the room because some people enjoy that more than I do. I just right, it's just right. not my thing, yeah. Well, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because I know for people listening that might think, "Oh, well, I'm more quiet or more introverted. Someone that's going to, you know, have be focused on relationship marketing and building relationships and connections, they have to be super outgoing and super loud. And like, almost we have those ideas sometimes, but you know, it's like really what you're saying is I care about people. I'm interested in connecting with people. I want to know people. And and that's really what it comes down to, right? Is Yeah. Like the amount of calls that I've had with people that I was able to help them just through a conversation And they never became clients because they shouldn't become clients because that was not a good fit for a variety of reasons. Like, and I don't chalk that up as like a waste of time. That's just like another wonderful human down the road that I was able to give some assistance to. And sometimes that's just knowing what not to do, right? Right. Because like ads in general can be a real knee jerk thing of like, okay, I have to go do this thing. So a lot of that happens where people just assume and I'm like, you are not ready. And these are the 10 reasons why, right? And like, you need to go do these other things first. Here's potentially some other service providers that could help you with that if you're stuck. Like that's, that's to me the same difference. Like whether someone's a client or not, right? That's that's fine. And so just helping people with the unique, like little experience bubble I have in the world is really cool. And, and whether you know, and sometimes I can be really loud and out there, like depending on the situation, but it won't be like, that would still be more in a quiet one-on-one conversation. I can be really loud mm-hmm. and out there. I'm not going to be the most gregarious mm-hmm. person in the room for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just taking a minute to speak to what you just brought up in terms of when someone may be, I know we're shifting gears just a little bit into the Facebook <laughs> marketing piece. And I want to circle back to the relationship marketing, but what you just mentioned about being ready versus not ready for someone to hire someone like you for Facebook ads. What are the indications that someone is or is not ready for that piece? For that particular piece? Well, Mm -hmm. the the biggest piece is having all the lower funnel, if we're going to use a technical word, but having Mm -hmm. the product, having sold it to people and having good results in the people Mm -hmm. that you sell it to. I used to say around 10 at least that you've mm-hmm. not just sold 10, but that you've actually sold 10 
And those 10 people that you have sold have had, like they've had the outcomes that Mm. you want, right? Mm -hmm. So you kind of have some proof of the stuff. And sometimes that takes 50 sales to get those 10 people, right? right? Like that you actually have a thing. So some people call it product market fit. I just don't like that phrasing because nobody agrees what that means. Right? Like, mm-hmm. what actually is that? And you can Google it and there's a lot of opinions about it. But if you get 10 people that have like great success with your product and have exchanged money for with you for that thing that you provide, to me, that's a pretty good indication, right? And like mm-hmm. having things like an email list, having an enough profit that mm-hmm. it actually makes sense to do that because to use Facebook ads kind of as a big traffic source and as an acquisition source, mm-hmm. that whole system has to be in place, right? There has to be like a quote unquote funnel where you have architected the way people move in through your business, right? Mm-hmm. They come in, how do you gain awareness? How do you activate them? How do you get them on your list? How do you nurture them? How do you make mm-hmm. sales? You have to know what that looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Like make a picture, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I do flow charts all the time of this, right? Because this is also how we identify what stages need attention, but Mm -hmm. few people actually take the time to draw that stuff out Mm -hmm. and just popping extra traffic into a system that you're not measuring or that you don't even know actually what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Or there's missing pieces, which often happens too. Right, right. It just basically, you're just like dumping a whole bunch of water. And in this case, it's expensive water. Right. um, (laughs) Into a leaky bucket and it's going everywhere. And so you really just need to define what that bucket, funnel, customer journey, whatever lovely word you want to, how do people move through your business that way? And it's not as complicated, right? Like it should be simple because the more simple it is, the easier Mm -hmm. it is to measure and the easier Mm -hmm. it is to optimize. Mm -hmm. So yeah, most people just don't take the time to actually like draw a picture. How Mm -hmm. do you, how do people move through your business and actually get to the point of sale? Because Mm -hmm. without that, like when I'm meeting with somebody for a discovery call, if I'm asking them like how describe this to me, right? Describe what your overall marketing plan looks like to get to this core product. And they're not sure, right? That is always a red flag because it's like, well, if you're not sure, we yeah. can't measure it. Yeah. It doesn't might not yeah. exist. Right. Yeah. And so then yeah. we are pouring this very expensive water. It's like champagne yeah. through the buckets. Yeah. And, yeah. and you just don't want to do that. So they no. people really need to have an idea of what that system looks like know that it works to a certain mm-hmm. extent, right? Like with having some of that track record of sales that they they have mm-hmm. something that people want to buy, they're good at delivering it. Mm-hmm. And because at that point, right, then making it bigger makes sense. But right, until you right. until you actually have that part solved, and that part's yeah. not fun. It, there's nothing sexy about that part. But once that part's it done, takes, it takes some time and commitment, right? It just takes it really one does. Step And it feels like the ads and the traffic just solve that because Mm -hmm. they're far more accessible than they ever were, right? Before paid advertising and awareness used to be reserved for radio and TV and billboards was very inaccessible to small businesses. And now we have all of these like really low cost, low cost relatively systems we can put in place. But without that other stuff, right? It's just no. It's (laughs) just a no. Well, and that's what, you know, as you're talking and I'm thinking about all of you coaches, consultants, small business owners listening, if building a business sometimes feels overwhelming or impossible, well, this is why. <laughs> because there's a lot of things you're doing, right? There's a lot of yeah. things you're 
now. And and much of it is because you're like, a, in a way, you're a pioneer in whatever you are specifically doing, right? And yeah, so- You're making something new that hasn't existed new. before. So yeah, yeah, it's hard. That's it. We'll just validate. <laughs> validate how hard it is. Cause it's true. Like, and even just in having that initial conversation is like, do you have it documented in your business, how people find you right now and how they become a customer? Like, does that exist yeah. in a way that you could show it to me right now on a zoom? 99% yes. of people from 500,000 in revenue to a hundred million in revenue mm-hmm. don't have that. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, oh, well, that's, People get on the list and they do the things, let alone measuring it and try to make it each stage better, right? Like, because you can't do any of that until you have the actual thing in front of you. Yes. Right? Yeah. And and so very few people do this. And I think a lot of people, tell me if you have another view on this or anything to add to this, but I think a lot of the reasons why we don't is we're just afraid to look at the information or we think it's not good enough, right? It's like, I come across this all the time when I'm working with, coaches who are newer and they're getting that first, you know, 10,000, 50,000, whatever. And, and they minimize the ways people are coming to their business because they think, well, it was just because, you know, yeah, it was just because of this thing. I happen to be speaking at this. I'm like, no, you didn't happen to be there. Like, it's not like I never happened to speak anywhere. (laughs) That has always been very on purpose. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I just, I, and I don't know what your view on this is, but for me, most of my coaches, I mean, all of them, I would say with rare exception, unless they have an extraordinary amount of experience someplace or they already have a list or a business going, that much of the work initially is organic marketing, is organic traffic, is kind of moving your business forward, leading with service and making connections. Do you have- And you can measure the relationships, right? That's like, you right, can. that's right. And I think- Maybe a good analogy for the coaching like world is that the way, and I look at a marketing very much the same way, is that before we can do anything with someone's thoughts, they have to gain awareness of their thoughts. It's yes. the exact same thing with the marketing. Before you can fix your marketing or do anything mm-hmm. with it, you have to have awareness of what it is. Yes. Right? And yes, if you're chunking it right. down, you're like, people find me because if they can't find me, I can't sell things. I do some stuff in the middle so that they like and trust me more. And then we have a sales conversation. Like those are really the three kind of macro chunks. And you can actually write them all down. What happens in all those stages? What do you do, right? And Mm -hmm. then when you know what you do, you can then start applying those numbers to it. Like how many people, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. did this stage? How many people did this stage? And uh, and the simpler, the better. And you can map, like Mm -hmm. I met this many people, Mm -hmm. right? And you can Mm -hmm. actually set that as a target and a goal. You're like, I'm going to meet more people. And I'm going to do it this way. And then you can test different strategies to meet people and see how they worked and do the ones that work better. Like there's actually ways to do that in both relationship and traffic marketing. So just because it's all organic in the beginning and even later stages like me, like I'm still going to be highly organic and and relationship all the way through, you can measure it. And we do, right? Because sometimes I'll just want to hibernate and do the work. And I have to be reminded that it's really important to, you know, go out and meet people and do things. Yes. Yes. And Keeping the numbers front and center makes it really hard to ignore if you're not yes, <laughs> doing yes, the work, that's right? right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, a couple takeaways just from that is bring the awareness. Don't be afraid of the awareness, right? Look at how people are finding you or not finding you. And, and also, I think that 
even if everyone listening today took the time to think about everyone they have worked with, whether it's paid clients, free clients, how did that begin, right? Like, what was the action that preceded each step of the way with that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe like, I made how this did it contact, happen? right? Yes, how did it <laughs> yeah. happen? And write it down. And I think the key to allowing for us to be more willing to do that and allowing all of you to be more willing to do that for yourself, it's just, let's just forget about this idea that it should be criticized or judged or minimized, right? Like, what is it that you have done or not done to create what you have? And I just think there's a ton of value in what you'll find for sure. It really is. And that was like, essentially, it wasn't even that I tried to relationship market going like, I'm going to like do this thing. It was literally because of that. It's because I looked at the client group I had, right? Which was very small at the time. And well, where did these people come from? I'm like, oh, every single one of them came from a person that I like serendipitously met through whatever thing. And then you're like, well, let's do more of that. And then all of a sudden you just get really like, and then obviously that mature, like the whole process matures over time. But that's literally where it started from. It's like, where do these people come from? And then not diminishing humans, right? Especially like in coaching and what I do in service, like any kind of service provider. And I would argue that even people in group programs and courses are Mm -hmm. still service providers. And they Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot that can be learned from all of us that have to interact with people all the time. And that, you know, doing that stuff, it it really is quite remarkable, the business that you can build when you just kind of do it, pay attention and not diminish or judge. Just like bring that, that uncritical awareness, like hold space for it, as as a coach might say, and just observe it and go, oh, like this is actually what's working. All right. It's not less than because I didn't pay for it. You know, it's it's not less than, it works just as well. Because I would say that for sure, I, I feel my business is a relationship business. I mean, clients that that work with me, that come to me, there's already that relationship established there. And many times it's because of ways that I've been in front of them in various ways, right? From having connections. And I like think back on when my sister and I had the coaching collective together, we had that business together for three years. And both of us are very much, we are relationship people. We like connecting with people. We like having those natural interactions. And we started that business. And in the first year, you know, we brought in a quarter of a million dollars working very part-time and we did not do one ad. But it was because we had been engaged in the work of coaching, engaged in the work of helping people and having those relationships. So it's a big deal. It's a big it deal. It is. And it's just not a sexy topic. And so it really, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate because I didn't see anything about it right? It was something that like wasn't on my radar, seeing other marketing people talk about it when I was getting started. And and it truly is transformational because regardless of what kind of business you have, whether you end up being more heavy into the traffic side to the relationship side, mm-hmm. the relationships are so important for so many other reasons yes, um, you know, in our life and our mental health and all of those things. But just in growing the business, like to think I'm like, yeah. there's so many wonderful people that I've got to meet over the years that I never would have met had I just yeah. been, I'm going to run an ad, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do all this at scale, I probably wouldn't have this business. Like truly, it probably wouldn't have become what it has become because it also helped me see what my strengths were around having long-term relationships with people, which I'm yeah, sure, sure most people just anecdotally can think of. Most agencies aren't known for having clients for seven to 10 years, which we do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. and some people don't want that. Some people find that absolutely abhorrent. They're like, oh my gosh, you mean you have to like maintain communication and do a good job for that long? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope to. <laughs> like that's the right. goal. Right, right. And, 
And without the relationship piece, I wouldn't have also had the awareness to realize that that's actually a real strength for us Mm -hmm. because it's so uncommon, like completely, almost virtually unheard of. (laughs) And, and that's okay. And then that also like raised that up to my own awareness of like, you know what, we can actually talk about that because that's actually a really big differentiator for our business, which is just another thing that being aware of that relationship marketing brought to my attention is that I'm actually really good at maintaining levels of quality over time and being a human being and seeing other people. Like we've gone through deaths, births, divorces, all of that stuff with Mm -hmm. clients. And we just hold a lot of humanity for all of that. And Mm -hmm. of course we work with women. So that has a different flavor too, where we hold space for all of those kinds of occurrences Mm -hmm. within the business. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just yeah. all of that lovely awareness. You you find out all of these wonderful things about yourself yeah. and your business. And yeah. yeah, I love it. So good. Okay. In just a minute, I'm going to have you tell everyone where they can find you. And I would love to have you share just like one more thing with my audience, whatever it is you want. It could be, you know, helping them to decide, you know, between, you know, traffic marketing versus relationship marketing, or even just, you know, anything you would add for someone who maybe feels hesitant about, you know, building their network or relationship. So I'm going to let you, you pick what you'd like to share. But as we finish up, I hope that all of you are really starting to see the value in the relationships you've already built as you've been building your business and the ways that you can continue to reach out to other people and contribute what you have to contribute and also ask for ways in which that others can support your business. Because I think that back and forth is super important. And I think all of it can be done with a lot of integrity and genuineness for sure. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. All right. What do you have for us, Rita? I would say like the biggest lesson I've learned personally, because I'm I'm always not one, not necessarily one on advice all the time, but more like these are the, this is what I've learned through my own personal experience Yeah, is the keeping of keeping it as simple as is humanly possible. So like the flip side of that relationship part is that I had been doing a lot of like the social media and the updating and a lot of like those things that everyone told you that you should do. And the bandwidth of me at that time in that season of life where I had a young a young human <laughs> that had just mm-hmm. exited my body. And so there was a lot of like very little time, right, in a day. And so I literally stripped everything away, right? Like mm-hmm. you can enjoy my social media that exists, but doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. That I just focused on that. It was literally like, how can I meet people in whatever capacity I can do it? If it's like Zoom coffees, mm-hmm. if it's showing up to, you know, masterminds or all of these sorts mm-hmm. of things. And that was all that I did. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not, I wouldn't say that relationship marketing has to be an and it can be an and, but obviously like our lives are coming seasons. And I think it's always so important to acknowledge and give ourselves grace wherever we are um, in that particular cycle. And that you really can just strip away all the things that's not working until you get traction, because there will always be time to add in the social media later or to add in the XYZ later. But doing the most important things as simply and as effectively as possible helps you get the traction, which then once you have that motivation, everyone knows, right? When you hit like that, you, you feel so motivated to do stuff, everything's so much easier. But in the hard times, just you know, keeping the lights on of doing those simple things. Even the biggest businesses we work with, like have a natural tendency to try to overcomplicate mm-hmm. what they're doing and mm-hmm. the wheels come off, mm-hmm. right? So 
even the big ones have to keep it simple. And it's just, I think, our natural tendency as humans to overcomplicate I never overcomplicate anything, ever. <laughs> I know you know that. You've worked with me. Yes. <laughs> always simple. Always straightforward, right? Where I'm just like, always must keep it simple. And it really is the just having seen the inside of so many coaching businesses yeah. over the last number of years, yeah. that keeping it simple and really focusing on everything. what works and paying attention is everything. And just building it as you go, right? Yes. So, yes. so important. Yes. Amen to that. Well, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Tell the people where they can find you. If they want to connect with you. You can literally find me in one place, which is funny. <laughs> like You can find me at the, my website. Uh, <laughs> it's ritaberry.co and the berry is B-A-R-R-Y. And yeah, I'm on the socials. I do respond to direct messages and things of that nature, but I don't post at all because... I just don't. It's just not something I do as part of my business. And I'm also just quite private in general of like my personal life and things. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's really, that's where it's at. I, uh, I love having coffee and zoom chats with people and that's, that's a lot of where my time gets spent in addition to client work. So that's where I am. It's all in the show notes here. So you can click there and find her. Thank you so much, Rita, for your time. It's been amazing. My pleasure. You too. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast. Are you ready to build your amazing business with Molly as your coach? Check out www.mollyclair.com to find out about Masterful Coach Foundations and the 10K Accelerator Method. It's the ultimate support for you as a coach building your ideal life and business.